Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner and co-founder, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast, The Kevin and Fred Show, where once a week we bring to you a expert interview every single Monday. We interview one of the brightest and best in the world, usually in, in the real estate space, sometimes in technology, sometimes in entrepreneurship, sometimes just in forward thinking. The things that are going to help us learn to move forward are the things that we're interested in bringing to you on this podcast, so we don't keep it limited to just us real estate agents. And I think you'll find that really valuable if you've been listening or if you're a new listener, all in the same. We also bring you once a week something we call industry headlines, which is a look at what is going on in the real estate world, what's happening in the mortgage space, what's happening in the technology space. Bring that to you in a short form, 10, 15 minute podcast at the most once a week on Wednesdays. We're also a proud member of the industry syndicate family of real estate and mortgage podcast. Check out that app in the app store. Again, that's industry syndicate. And if you would, please do us a favor. Please, please, please leave us a review, download, subscribe, share an episode with a friend. We would love it. There is no better way to say thank you, except for maybe a real estate referral because we are, after all, real estate agents and we love real estate referrals. We're based in the Phoenix area and would love to hear from you. Thank you for tuning in to the Kevin and Fred show. All right, we're back with the Kevin and Fred show. And uh, today I'm joined by Garrett Maroon. Garrett, how's it going, buddy? Great, Kevin. Super excited to be here, man, and chat with you and learn some some from you today as well. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to kind of learning from you. We've had a chance to chat a little bit over the last couple of weeks and talk about your business and amongst other things, football and uh, just real estate in general. So I'm, I'm stoked for our conversation today. So let's, um, let's do this, Garrett. Let's start with uh, kind of the kind of the niceties get to know you. Tell us where you're from, like, and how long have you been in real estate? And let's, we're just going to take it from there. Yeah, man. So first and foremost, go Dolphins. Huge Dolphins fan. That's what matters. No, <laughs> I know you're a huge Raiders fan, <laughs> right? Exactly. Both of our teams struggling, trying to make it to the playoffs. It's, it's okay. We, we understand. No. So I, um, I grew up in Richmond, Virginia, the capital of Virginia. And, uh, and came to a small liberal arts university, Christopher Newport University uh, in 05, where I met my wife and graduated in 09. Uh, worked there for a couple of years. And then in 20, June of 2014, uh, I started in the real estate world. And, and quite honestly, kind of, uh, I wouldn't say against my wishes, but uh, I grew up and my parents aren't risk takers. And uh, I was terrified of the idea of full commission you know, quite honestly, didn't know or think that I'd be great at it. But uh, my wife believed in me and thought I'd be really good at it. And uh, a good friend of mine thought the same. So I had an opportunity to join a team uh, and, and was offered a position there. So in June of 2014, joined a team, jumped into real estate. And, you know, ironically, my wife and I made a commitment that if I hadn't made any money in three months that I was going to quit. Well, month three comes along. I don't even have a client yet, right? Just nothing. And uh, we had a very frank conversation at dinner and said, okay, do you still think you can do this? And the answer was, I think I can. I mean, I, I don't know that I know what I'm doing, but I think I can figure this out. So uh, fast forward and thankfully month six, I got paid. Um, that was the first time I got any kind of commission check. And, you know, for me quickly, um, I, I realized I had a decent understanding of who I was when I started. And I didn't want to sway from that. I knew that I wasn't the agent that wanted to cold call or door knock or do open houses. And, uh, and it's okay if you are like, there, there's nothing wrong with that kind of business. But, you know, I understood who I was. And I knew that if I was going to succeed, I wanted it to be by relationship. 
So I dug my feet in pretty quickly and hired a coach three months in, even though, as you know, I was in the red, I hadn't sold anything knowing that I needed help to figure it out and just started working uh, the models and the systems that I saw and building relationships. Now, you know, uh, for me, I had 40 people, no, I had 70 people in my database when I started, 30 of them were family in Ohio, it made me feel better to have a bigger number, but 40 people was it that I really knew locally. And, and you know, I say that because I, I like to encourage new agents now that, hey, maybe it hasn't, maybe you haven't hit yet. Maybe you've got a small database and, you know, kind of the industry says, well, you're not going to be a success. You need to go cold call and do all this other stuff. Um, but I just kept at it, man. I kept at it. I kept working at it and made my first money in six months. And a month and a half later, it sold 14 houses uh, all by relationship. Um, okay. So that's really that kind of how I got to start. Let's back up a second here. So you said yeah. you knew, you said you knew at the very start, like it, this was going to be like a relationship business for you. Um, like how, like, how did, how did you know that? Well, that's a great question. I mean, partially I went to all the classes, you know, uh, the expireds, the withdrawals, the cold calls, how to do it. And partially I just knew that my personality in all honesty, if, if I, I knew, you know, the, the teaching is you call hundred people and 20 of them answer or whatever. And everybody says no, except maybe one person. And I knew that that would not fire me up. That uh, would you make me sad and make me not want to keep going. That's just not my personality. And so I, I understood that to a degree. I mean, I don't, I didn't have a very good grasp, but, but I started thinking to myself, okay, if this is going to work, I didn't know, but if this is going to work, how do I want to build a business? Um, and, and if I could have built it and people do off cold calls or, or buying leads or whatever, open houses, that's great. Like I'm super excited for you, but very early on, I knew, okay, I'm a relational person. If this is going to work, I want it to work this way. And I'm super grateful that my wife uh, was very helpful and, and setting boundaries for me to say, Hey, I don't want you to work all the time. Don't want you to work every weekend. I don't want you to work at night. So, you know, really it was, well, how do you figure it out? How do you sell a lot of homes within this boundary of 40 hours a week? And so open houses are out because I can't do the weekends. Don't want to answer calls past seven o'clock. So how do I do that? Um, and so it kind of just forced me to say, well, there's really only one option and that was relationships. And, you know, that matched up with my personality anyway. So it kind of just gave me some clarity pretty early on that I wasn't going to be good at cold calls because it, you know, I'm offended when someone hangs up the phone. Uh, I tried once, literally once to like this, Kevin, one time in my career did I cold call, I called a guy, he answered, and I just tried some script and I was probably terrible at it. And then he hung up on me. So I called him back and I said, sorry, I think we got disconnected. And then he hung up and then I called him back and said, Hey, I'm sorry, we keep getting disconnected. And he eventually said, I don't want to talk to you. And I hung up and I was just sitting there thinking like, this is terrible. I can't do this. Sucks. And so I just said, all right, I'm never doing that again. And, uh, you know, haven't since. So, so that I just had some sort of understanding and I was grateful that I just stuck to a path and, you know, have been able to really kind of understand and master it to a degree. That's funny, man. I had this experience way back early in my first year in real estate, I was taking a class. It's not around anymore, but kid have you offices used to have this thing called 36123. Okay. And, um, it, which just stood for 36 transactions. Um, over 12 months with lead generating three hours a day. Right. So in it, you're going through all the, all of the different like lead gen activities. Some, some of those you just named, one of them was door knocking. And like, we actually went out in groups of two and door knocked and I door knocked that day. I'm like, never again. I will never just, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with it. Like I know, like there's a guy I know he was in the office I used to be in uh, makes three to 600 grand a year. Every single year has for 20 years door knocking calling canceled, calling expired, calling FISBOs in his farm. And that's all he does. 
and wow. he, he literally goes out and door knocks on a knocks on a hundred doors a day and cool if you want to do it i never want to do that again yes right? I, I just i just never want to do it and there uh so it's it's kind of cool that like you know so so early in you figured out where you wanted to work and something that also stuck out to me dude is um you knew that you didn't want to work weekends and you didn't want to take calls past seven so, so like you had boundaries. Now I know you've, I, I don't know if it's been released yet, but I know you, I'm pretty sure it has. You've been on the, the home girls podcast. So you might know my friend, Jessica Lentz, like mm -hmm. she, so Jessica's like big on boundaries too. In fact, when I had her on the show, all we talked about, it wasn't all, but we talked a lot about boundaries, right? Um, and really that that's all that that is, is setting boundaries and expectations from the, from the get go. Most people don't get that so early on. Like, were you coached to that? Like, where did you come up with that? Yeah, so uh, most of it, right, for anybody that's done anything is I just made tons of mistakes and figured it out after that, right, the, the failing forward idea. But what I'll say is, I mean, for me, I was okay doing that. I, I just wanted to succeed, and I was driven from uh, uh, towards that. But, you know, really, my story started in 2016, and I'll give a brief synopsis. But so in, in the beginning of 2016, I started my own team. I went out on my own after a year and a half on the team. And I hired a full-time admin right away, hired an agent right away. And that was a mistake, but um, I did it because I just figured I should. It so happens. I hired everybody. Well, yeah. And, and so I had just done my first full year, 27 transactions all by referral and thinking, okay, I can do this. Let's figure it out. So I go out on my own and uh, we were killing it. I mean, we were doing really well. I ended up selling 50 houses that year um, by referral, but I was working a ton and I didn't, you know, I didn't really know what else to do. I just worked a lot because that's kind of what you do, right? When you're scared. And so I'm working a ton. And uh, in April of that year, my wife's father goes in for triple bypass surgery and that goes well. But uh, anyways, lots of complications and ends up in the hospital for two and a half years and passes away, unfortunately, in December of 2018. So my wife quits her job in April of that year. So all of a sudden I start a team, I've got payroll, I've got marketing costs, I've got a new agent, right? I'm on my own. And uh, my wife's income goes from $40,000 a year to zero. Her dad's now in the hospital. I'm working crazy hours because she's up in Northern Virginia with him. And uh, just, and, and oh, and my friend and I bought a, our first flip that month and did all the work ourselves, which was a terrible idea. I'll never do that again, uh, doing all the work myself. But so we did all these things. So anyways, my point is everything was happening and it came to a culmination in June of 2016 where I'd spent the day business planning and thought, okay, I just can't continue to run at this pace. I need to do something. So I, I took a day off. I started just to think about what the future could be, come home. And long story short, I share all these ideas with my wife. And, and I say, we're having dinner outside. And I say, all right, babe, if I just keep running at this pace for five years, this is what it can accomplish. We can sell 50 homes a year. We can earn X amount. We can give X amount. We can buy maybe a lake house. We can do all these other things, right? And, uh, and I'm so thankful for this. My wife stopped and looked at me and she said, you know what? I love that idea but I, won't, I need you to figure out how to do that in less hours, not more hours. I need you to figure out, literally she said, I need you to figure out how to sell 50 homes a year in under 40 hours a week. That's what I need you to figure out. You know, and my wife did and still has the right to say that and ask that of me. And it was kind of that amazing experience. The fact that my wife was willing to say that and hold me accountable, that forced me to say, okay, now I've got constraints, right? I'm going to respect my marriage is far more important than my business. I'm going to respect that my wife asked that of me. And now I've got constraints because I want to respect my wife. And now I've just got to figure it out. Okay. Can I sell 50 homes a year in under 40 hours a week? That's the only question now that I have to answer, 
you know, I got to figure out how to do that. I got to figure out the systems and all the stuff that goes into it. But I was given constraints here. You've got 40 hours. I, I and obviously she's flexible and she's sweet about when I got to work more, whatever. But this is the idea that I have for you. Can you figure that out? And, you know, I took that as a challenge. That was my second year in the business and said, all right, I got to figure it out. And I've got to dive even deeper to how do I master a referral business? Because in my opinion, that was the only way I could do that is to have people that respect my time, not work on the weekends, not work late at night um, and, and sell a lot of homes. And that was the only way to do that under 40 hours a week. So it just kind of forced me into that constraint in a really good way because I wasn't going to give it to myself. I was obsessed with the people around me that were selling tons of homes, lead generating three, four or five hours a day and thought like, okay, this must be the only way to have success. And uh, that's the path that I probably would have gone other uh, if she hadn't said, no, I need you to figure out a different way. And I'm really glad, glad that she did. So yeah, those awesome. were really kind of given to me, Kevin. And, and man, I am so grateful or else I don't know that I would have figured it out. So I think that's huge. Uh, first of all, um, number one, that she even said that to you. Number two, that you then took that on and went, yeah, I can so many, and you know, man, so many people and most of us, most of you listening to this right now are same way. Like you're going six, seven days a week, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. And I'm not saying that there's never a time that that's appropriate. I'm just saying that most of us operate from a stance of like, we're just always going to be doing that. Right. And I just, it, to me, that's such a big miss where you, you miss number one, you miss the challenge of allowing yourself to rise to the occasion of going, can I figure out this problem right now? Like Garrett just, just said the problem he had was his wife said, cool, I want you to sell. That's great that you're going to sell 50 houses a year. That money is awesome. And I need you to do it in under 40 hours a week. Right. And so that's cool. Can you, we got, you got to give yourself the chance to rise to that occasion. You know, one of the things though, that, that I think about Garrett um, is did it ever dawn on you that you still could have done one of those other uh, methods of lead gen or obtaining business and still kept it in your 40 hours a week or less? Yeah. So, and just to respond real quickly to what you said, I mean, you are hundred percent spot on. I think what's amazing is, you know, if, if uh, my wife had said, okay, figure out how to sell 50 homes a year and 50 hours a week, it would have taken me 50 hours. For sure. No <laughs> doubt. Right. You know? And so the reality is like, if we set our minds to something, if we give ourselves constraints, then we're going to figure it out. Yeah. You know, if I have an hour to do something or 30 minutes to do something, I'm going to get it done either way. It's just how, how much I allow myself to do it. And we're so convinced by the industry. I, I remember early on in my career, and I want to answer your question, sorry, but I remember early on in my career, and I hope this is helpful for somebody, um, I called an agent, excuse me, and uh, I'd made an offer. I wrote an offer and, and sent it on Saturday. And I said, hey, if you, if you don't mind, this is an older agent. It's been around for a long time. Really, really good agent. Like this guy a lot. And I said, hey, if you don't mind, if there's, there's any way to get a response back today, I don't work on Sundays. And he was like, are you kidding me? He said, Garrett, real estate agents are seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You don't have the right to do that. And I said, well, man, I respect that. But this is the constraints that I've given myself to take care of my family. So I'm going to do it this way. You know, and the industry is going to try to pull you in that direction. But you, you know, one of the best things about real estate is also one of the hardest things is we get to decide how to do business. But the hardest thing is that we have to decide. And I think most people spend their career not ever deciding what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And so they're kind of just pulled every which way the wind blows. So to your question, Kevin, you know, it never really crossed my mind again because the to, to do cold calls or go back to open houses or uh, different avenues of lead generation, because I just, and, and I could be wrong. I mean, I'm not an expert in every form of lead generation by any means, 
I didn't see how that could lead me to having the kind of work-life balance that I was hoping for because I assumed, I, I mean, I know that Zillow leads have a 4% conversion rate. You got to call them within five minutes or something like that. And I knew, okay, I can't, I can't have the kind of balance I'm looking for. Now I've got a three-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son and a third one on the way. So I, I can't have that kind of balance at, at the dinner table, having dinner with my family and have to answer a Zillow lead. I can't do that if that person's going to move on to the next agent that calls them, or I can't be the kind of guy that's got to be in the office by 7am to be the first one to call expires. Cause guess what? My wife doesn't feel well sometimes. And I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old and they, they are my priority. I need to take care of them first. So quite honestly, it never really crossed my mind to do it any other way. I gave myself the option. If you're going to do this at a high level, you need to do it in under 40 hours a week and you have to do it by referral. And I'm grateful that, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but I'm grateful that I, I had that kind of tunnel vision because it made me master the one thing that I was going to be good at. And that's it. I'm good at one thing and it's relationships and it's generating referrals. The other pieces I don't understand, but that's okay. I wanted to master one thing. And for me, it's resulted in a really good business with a really good balance. And for that, I am super grateful. Awesome, man. And, and I want to keep talking. I, I certainly didn't ask that question because I want to make you feel wrong or anything. But what I want, what I want is for the listeners who do something besides what I'll call referral only if in this case, right. Um, to know that, like, I'm here to tell you. So like, I'm, a, I'm an internet lead gen guy, always have been, but I'm also really referrals, right? Personal referrals, sphere of influence, clients, things like that. Um, and so we kind of, we've made our living on, on both, both areas. Right. And, um, still don't work weekends, still don't pick up the phone. <laughs> I don't pick up the phone, but for, for certainly, you know, not, not at six, seven, eight o'clock at night, just don't, just don't do it. Um, so what I, what I want the listener who doesn't do referral only to know is that regardless, if you give yourself the parameters, maybe it's 40 hours a week and 50 sales a year, whatever that looks like for you, you can still do it. You can challenge yourself to do it. I know, I know plenty of people that do. Um, and listen, there's plenty of people that, that they don't like, they're going to go 60, 70, 80 hours a week and work whenever the phone rings. And that's okay. Um, if that's what you want, if you make to me though, the thing is making the decision to do it as opposed to just doing it by default, because you think you're supposed to, right? So what Garrett did, and this is what I love about you, man, is you made a decision uh, and you just said, it's going to look like this and I'll just got to do whatever I got to do to get the results I want that look like this. And, and you've made that happen. Um, but I just want everyone else to know, like you can, you can totally go beyond referrals and refer that may be enough to sustain every of your wildest imaginable goals ever. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, there's not a right or wrong uh, question or conversation, but I just want, I just want, I want the listener to know there's both. And we can, we can do both. And if we, if we choose, but the most powerful thing is, is that we do get to choose, as you pointed out. That's so good. And, and you're right. There's plenty of, I know a referral agent right now. I, I can think of him right off the top of my head who sells hundred homes a year, only works by referral, but guess what? He literally works more than anyone I've ever seen. So working by referral doesn't mean working less hours, right? It is, if you want a cold call, cold call in 40 hours a week. Yep. You want to work by referral, do it in four, or whatever your constraint is. And I would even uh, add on to what you said, Kevin, because I think it was spot on, but if 50, 60 hours works for you, great. But I would encourage and challenge and say, does 50 or 60 hours work for the, the loved ones in your life? If you're married or you have kids or whatever it is, did they agree to that? 
right? Are they okay with that? Because what I see a lot of in our industry is people working to achieve some sort of success, but they sacrifice their family on the altar of that success. And maybe they didn't even mean to, but they've never had the conversation of, hey, it, this is what I think this is going to take. Are you okay with that? This is what that looks like for us. You know, tell me in the areas that uh, you need me to pull back. Tell me the areas that it's okay for me to push in a little bit harder. You know, whatever it is, like success is uh, nothing if your family gets left behind and they're not even there waiting for you when you, whenever you arrive, whatever that looks like. So certainly have that conversation, but you're right. I mean, I think one of the big challenges we have is you know, I view, I view my business and any agent that I train, any agent on my team, my assistant uh, is we're, we're a, a doctor's office, right? When you call the doctor's office, you one, one, you get an admin, but you call the doctor's office. You don't say, Hey, I'm coming in tomorrow at 9 PM. I expect you to be there. Right? right. You say, Hey, I need to see a doctor. When are they free? And they say, well, we're free. You know, we can fit you in tomorrow at 10 30 AM. Great. I'll be there. I'll figure it out. Right. And I show up and I go and I see the doctor because I see them as valuable and I work my schedule around them. But I think agents, we don't hold ourselves as that valuable as if, you know, and, and we got to become valuable, but we don't hold ourselves of having that kind of value. So we say, sure, sure. Whenever you want to talk, whenever you want to see houses, I'll, I'll go do that. Right. Instead of saying, no, you know, not in a rude way, but I expect because I feel like I bring a lot of value that if you want to come see the real estate doctor, quote unquote, then, hey, I'm really sorry, but this is when I have free. This is the constraints of my time. You know, a doctor's office doesn't stay open until 9 p.m. just in case you want to come in. That doesn't work. I mean, hospitals, right? But, you know, regular doctor's office, that's not how this works. And so the same thing, we've got to have more respect for ourselves as industry experts to say, hey, this is when I'm available. And if you believe that I am valuable, you will fit within the confines of when I've chosen to work. And if you don't, I respect that. But if you do, I respect that too. And so just like you said, Kevin, so much respect for someone like you who can build a business off of internet relationships as well, but do it in the confines of hours that you choose. You don't have to answer at 10 o'clock at night if you don't want to, right? But I think that as agents, we bought into the lie, quite honestly, that yeah. good agents work 80 hours a week. And, um, and, you know, I have more respect for someone like you who doesn't work 80 hours a week and still has a great business. So that's really where, you know, who are you modeling yourself after? And that's a big question to say, I want that kind of lifestyle, not just that kind of business. I want that kind of lifestyle. I want to do it the way they do it and figure it out. And I guarantee if you're listening to this and you can figure out how to sell a hundred homes in 80 hours a week, I guarantee you can figure out how to do it in 40 hours a week. It's going to be hard, but I guarantee you can do it. You can put bigger models, bigger systems, hire better people, whatever it is that you need to do to sell that many homes in that time constraint. You get to choose. You just have to choose and you have to work towards that. Hundred, hundred percent, man. That like that is that is so true. And um, again, you, you know, the reason why you're willing to accept whatever appointments available when you call your doctor's office or your lawyer's office is because that is the expectation you have of what it's like to be a customer or a patient or a client of that professional. That's the expectation you have because they've said it. Their entire industry has said it. Now. What is really easy for us to believe as realtors is that the entire industry works works seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And the truth is, yeah, there's some people that do, and there's a whole lot of people that don't. Uh, you know, you're obviously two of us right here. We don't do we don't do that, right? I don't don't review offers on the weekends. Never want to review an offer on the weekend. And yeah, is that gonna piss off some people? Yes, but why does it piss them off? It pisses them off because it goes against the way they think it should happen. 
but why do they think it should happen? No reason. Just that was the default that they, that they learned when they first got into real estate and that's, they haven't learned to, to move forward and to progress. So dude, I totally appreciate where you're coming from. And guys, like what I, what I want to talk about Garrett here today about is referrals. That said, I, I didn't want, and maybe we belabored it a little, little too much. Like I don't want that point to be missed because so many folks who do reach out to me, whether they're asking for help or advice or feedback on something, um, it almost always has to do with some sort of like work-life balance and business not being where they want it to be. And invariably one of those factors is always like, I'm working too much. Right. Um, I should say from the people who are really productive, it's always, I'm working too much is always a part of it. If not the main, the main thing. So, um, Let's move forward, Garrett. So one of the things I want to talk about, because you've obviously dug into referrals, right? And, and you obviously know how to, to receive a large amount of referrals. Talk to me about like psychology. What's the psychology behind a referral and how are you, what do you, how do you use that in your favor? Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that's the, the biggest question I think that needs to be asked. You know, it's really easy if someone comes up and says, okay, just tell me what to do. And that's fine. I can tell you what to do, but you know, if I can help you generate more referrals, but not keep them or not convert them, then it doesn't really matter. And helping you understand uh, what to do and have the the knowledge of why this works is so much more crucial. You know, in our training company, we talk about simple actions and stronger mindsets lead to a successful business, but you've got to have both. So really, there's there's a lot to the psychology, but I'll say there's two main points. Uh, that I tend to teach and I think stick well with people. Number one is actually from a famous college football coach, coach Lou Holtz, uh, who coached Notre Dame and is now retired, but a, a, an analyst. But he said, there's three questions that every person asks when they're making a buying decision, whether it's they're buying us as their agent, whether they're signing on with him to be a, a, one of the players on his team, whatever it is, three questions everybody asks. Number one, can I trust you? Number two, are you good at what you do? And number three, do you care about me? So can I trust you? Are you good at what you do? And do you care about me? So I started learning about that. I started researching and digging into that. And what's really interesting that I found out is a couple of things. Number one, consumers only understand an industry outside of their own at a two out of 10 level. So a non-real estate agent understands what we do at a two out of 10 level. For example, I use this all the time, but I love my dentist. His name is Dr. Archer. I love my dentist. But if someone asked me, Garrett, is Dr. Archer the best dentist in town? The honest answer is I have no idea. I don't know what, what it takes to be a great dentist. I don't know if he's better than the other ones, right? Like I have a very limited understanding of what it takes to be great in his profession. Maybe I could figure it out. I don't think I'm that smart, but he certainly is a dentist. That, that's what I need to know. At least it says he is. Maybe he's just been practicing alive for 30 years. I hope not. But I have no idea. Is he the best dentist in town? I don't know. And so what happens is, what's really interesting is our brains are wired to make the easiest and quickest decisions that we can. So our brains go to ask the question that we can answer quickly. By that, I mean, we can determine based on our interactions with someone, can we trust them? And then we can determine based on our interactions with them, does it seem like they care about me? 
And if we say, for example, Dr. Artzer, if I say, I'm pretty sure I can trust him, like I really feel like I can based on my interactions. And it seems very obvious to me that he really does care about me and how he's communicating and how he's spending time and actually talking me through whatever's going on. So the psychology teaches us, then we assume naturally, if we know that we can trust them, if we know they care about us, we assume they're good at what they do. So by answering question one and three affirmatively, then we answer number two affirmatively as well. And why that's important is most agents are taught, and this is just what we do, we show up to Mr. and Mrs. Seller's house and we compete against the other three agents and we try to prove why we are the best agent out there. And the reality is consumers uh, from, uh, obviously there's nuances and some consumers can figure it out, but the vast majority of consumers can't determine what makes you a better agent than the agent next to you. They just can't. That's not how their brains are wired. So instead, we need to be focused on building trust and showing that we care. And in a referral business, that happens from consistently staying in front of them, asking how they're doing, right? Reaching out, being thankful for them like we're doing right now in our business, putting on fun holiday parties like we're doing in December, you know, just caring for your people really well. They know they can trust us. They know we care about them. And when they refer us, they transfer that to the new person. And the new person just assumes that we're good at what we do because of that. Now we should be good at what we do, but we've got to approach clients and understanding how are they actually going to make a decision. So that's number one. We can't compete. For example, in my listing packet, it doesn't even say anything about what we're going to do to market the home. Now, some people have great listing packets and they do it very differently and it works and that's awesome. But for us, it doesn't say anything. It literally doesn't say a word about what we're going to do. But what it does, it starts with, here are the three questions every seller should ask when hiring an agent. Can I trust you? Are you good at what you do? And do you care about me? And I answer those questions because I know what they're going to ask, right? So we've got to understand it from their perspective. What are they wondering? How are they going to make a decision and if they're not going to be able to make a decision based off who's the best, because I don't even know who's the best agent, right? And I'm an agent. I don't understand sometimes why their 100-point marketing plan is better than mine. I don't even know that. So if I can't even understand that, I need to understand that they're going to make the decision based off trust and care. And how do I focus my energy and time with them on building those two things? Because that's how they're going to ultimately make that decision. So that's number one. Can I trust you? Are you good at what you do? Do you care about me? And number two is... And this is an idea from Donald Miller. There's an awesome book called How to Build a Story Brand. Yeah. And he talks about the hero and the guide. And he talks about how in every story, there's a hero. The hero has a problem and they run into a guide who helps them you know, ultimately lead to success, right? Well, the problem in the real estate world that I see a lot of as well is that most agents are trying to play the role of hero. And the reality is you can't have two heroes in the same story. So if I show up on a listing appointment and let's say it's a single mom with two kids and she's been working two jobs, saving up money, making sure her house is as good as it can be. She needs to sell it and move her kids into a better school district. And I show up and say, don't worry, Mrs. Seller, Garrett, the hero is here. This is all about me. Well, she's thinking in the back of her mind, well, I want this to be about me, not in a prideful way, but man, I'm the one that's been working super hard to yep. raise my boys or whatever it is, but to raise my boys, to save money, to keep my house in good condition, to be able to move them into a better school district. So I kind of want this to be about me. And if you're a hero and she's a hero, you're going to clash. 
Instead, if we show up as guides to the hero in this story, and I say, you know, not verbally, but I say, I want to write and tell a story about you. Here's all the stuff I'm really interested to tell me your background. Tell me your story. Tell me about your life and your boys and everything you've got going on, right? Tell me about the Raiders and why you like them, whatever it is, right? Those crazy, terrible Raiders fans, you know, tell me about your experiences. And I listen and I learn. And then I say, hey, awesome. Well, let's talk about what you're trying to do here, right? Why you want to get your kids to this school or whatever it is. Great. I think I've got a good plan for you. Do you mind if I show you? I think I can help you get where you want to go, right? The whole experience is about them. They're the hero. I'm just a guide. I'm there helping them. But at the end of the process and the beginning of the process, they're the main focus. And not only does it give them a better experience, but it creates advocates for your business that say, man, I don't know what it was, but Garrett just really cared about us in a, in a very deep way. And we appreciated that so much. And the key is I just made it about them. Right? Yeah. It's that simple. And so, I do think that we show up too often as agents, as a hero, you know, we put our face everywhere, put our sign everywhere. And it's like, Hey, this is about oh, me. I'm the we, best. We do. It's, it's why deals fall apart. It's why we say my seller, my buyer, the, and it's why as agents, we cause a that maybe not the vast majority, a too big of a portion of the problems when transactions are falling apart. It's, it's based on the emotional makeup of the, of the agent who has taken okay. on some sort of weird ownership for whatever reason. But I, I want to pause for a second. I want to, I want to, for anybody listening here who has a, who runs a real estate team, like I, like I do um, listen, what Garrett just said about the guide versus the hero is something that I also see played out consistently in real estate teams the 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 rainmaker's name if you will the the guy or the gal that are lead the team and whose picture and name is everywhere plastered on every single piece of marketing for the company we it tends to be that they are also the hero and something you said that is cannot be can just you can't miss it if you're running a team which is to say you're running a business as well that if you are also trying to be the hero, you got to understand the agents in your organization are also trying to be a hero. And so if you're a hero and they're a hero, you're clashing too, just like Garrett just pointed out, you are with, with the clients when you're trying to run this type of business. So get as agents who run a team, if you run a team like ours where it's not about um, it's not about also being a hero. We got to remember that it's our job to be the guide for the guide for the consumers. And if you are wearing two hats, if you will, like, like I am and running a team, you've got to be a guide for the agents that have looked to you because you got to understand they joined your team tip so that you would guide them, not so that you would hero them into them just getting you more credit and more time on stage. They're there because they want to make, they want to make their own story and be the hero of their story. And they want you to guide them through it often way too often what happens is we out hero them we got to make sure that we don't do that that is so good i'm going to go back and listen to that a bunch and i'm here but that is a hundred percent spot on it's not about you right it just it just can't be and at the end of the day if you have i have a team but if and and one of the things i appreciate and respect about you kevin is that you're your team name is not the Kaufman team or whatever, right? And my team is the Maroon Group, which I greatly am bummed about. I didn't think of anything more creative at the time, but we're, we actually had a team meeting this morning about rebranding it to make it more related to the color. So it's not related about me because that's, I don't want that. When we do any kind of marketing, it has everybody, including my assistants. It can't just be about me. 
our holiday party. It's about from, it's an invitation from all of us. It's not me. It can't ever be about me. And if it's always about me, number one, I always have to be there or else the team can't exist, which that's not a good business strategy long-term. But also at the end of the day, like you said, I'm trying to help. I had last week a meeting with each one of my team members and we had a conversation. I said, okay, how can I make this a win for you next year? Right? What does that look like for you? Because yeah, they want to be the hero. One of my agents has his first baby on the way and they're trying to figure out how to get it, get it to the point where his wife can stay home and he can make him enough money in the real estate world. Guess what? He's trying to be the hero in his own story. And guess what? He should be, right? It shouldn't be Garrett. It shouldn't be about me. And so how do I help him do that? The more people I can, you know, Zig Ziglar always says, you can get whatever you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want in life. And I think that's the perfect idea of being a guide. So anyways, Kevin, your point is 100% spot on, 100% true. I love that. And I, I think I just want to like further illustrate, like it, that's also, again, I think a lot of us, that's not a blame. It's a, it's a notice that I have and have had for a long time uh, in, in our industry, but it's also, it's, it's because it's the default. It's because if you look at for like, whether we're talking about a brokerage, like whether it's like a single location type of uh, independent local, local mom and mom and pop brokerage, all the way up to some of the big ones where you've got, it's like, it's a brand or a person. It's about them being the hero. And so like, and all of the other teams, if you will, like, you know, we're all part of a brokerage, right? So there's not all of us have a lot of teams in our brokerage, but like yours does and mine does. And so we see that happening in our hallway, our virtual hallways, if you will. And so it's just sort of perpetuated because it's by default, it's there. But man, I, I love like if we just go back and think about what you have said so far on this and just put on the hat of real estate agent versus real estate buyer or seller and look at it, look at our business through this lens, like we can take the lessons that you just dropped on us, which were pure gold, and we can we can multiply that by like an infinite number. Because once you do that with people, like the numbers get so big that you you could never contain it if you if you wanted to. Hmm. You know, one of the things that, uh, so I've got a coach always have and always will, I'm not smart enough to do it on my own, Same. but one of the things my, yeah, one of the things my coach just encouraged me that I just implemented, uh, cause I have a team was, I'm you know, thankfully because of real estate, you have these other opportunities. I've started a training and coaching business, right? I mentioned that, um, we've got another business starting in our, uh, market center and I've got a fourth business that's going to get up and running relatively soon. But the point is it's because I have great agents and uh, admin that support me, that allow me to have the freedom to do that. And so one of the things I just implemented a couple months ago was I said, look, because this is about all of us winning, this is not you all here to make Garrett money. That's not the goal of what we're trying to accomplish here. Everything I make from anything I do, whether it's related to the real estate team or not, is going to go into a pile and 10% of that is going to be shared to you, the agents, because I care about your success. I care about you having a win. I know in my mind right now, the dollar number that it needs to be for you to feel like you accomplished what you set out to do this year and next year and the years following. And it's because of us being able to win together. It's because of me being able to say, my job is to support you all to achieve the maximum amount that you can achieve. And because you're doing that, I can do these other things. We're just going to all share in that. And when I, when I told them that, the, the response, the gratefulness for that was incredible. Their willingness and desire to work even harder to help all of us succeed is even greater. And for me, there's nothing better than saying, 
man, it's because of you all that I can do all these things. So I'm going to go achieve for us in other ways too. And I'm going to bring it back because you all are so crucial. I'm going to help you win. Even if you have nothing to do with this other business other than giving me the freedom, I'm going to go start something. I'm going to make it as big as I can be. And guess what? You're going to make money off of that because I want you to have an even bigger and greater life. And people appreciate that so much. So yep. I love your point. And I, and I think that is one of the greatest things we can do is to look around at the people that have helped us get where we are and say, this isn't about me. How do I make this about you? What do you guys need from me? And I think that's one of the greatest gifts that we can give somebody. Yeah, man. So good. Um, all right. So I, I feel like I totally derailed this. We're, we're starting to run long on time. Um, kind of before we get to closing thoughts, like anything else that you want to, that you want to hit on, on the on kind of like the psycho psychological side of referrals before we start to wrap up. Yeah, man, there's so much. Um, I mean, I would say this, uh, the, the bottom line for me is, you know, we become impatient. We think that it's going to happen right away. We think that our friends should just give us a ton of referrals. And if they're not, you know, whatever, then we're going to go do something else. And the reality is, this is the last thing I'll say about the psychology is I, you know, obviously pre-COVID, but traveled around and taught in different market centers around the country and different areas around the country and just met a ton of agents. What I realized was everyone wants to say, uh, not everyone, that's broadly speaking, but a lot of people want to say, yeah, I'm a referral agent. And I say, okay, that's awesome. Well, what are you doing to get referrals? Oh, well, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? What am I doing? Okay, well, how are you systematically staying in front of them? Oh, well, I don't, I don't really do that. I don't know. My friends call me and they're like, hey, I've got a friend that wants to buy. And, and so it's awesome. It's so easy. And my response to them always is, well, it, that's great. If you want to have a, a really strange up and down business and you know, hopefully get something from somebody and you're not really doing anything for it, sure, that might feel like you know, it's really easy to do that. But when I talk about referrals, I talk about at least what I call it, systematic relationship building. It's got to be purposeful. If, if my wife got a, a date night from me or a note from me or a gift from me once every random five months or seven, eight months, right? Like, Whenever you thought about it. Right, right. Exactly. Like that wouldn't be a good thing. And sometimes she does. Sorry, babe. Uh, but you know, that wouldn't be a good thing. It's about the consistency of developing relationship to show someone that you care. The, the average person, this last thing I'll say here, Kevin, there, there was a huge study done in, 20, in 2005 thousands and thousands of people, and they wanted to see how many, uh, on, on average, how many close friends did we have? And of that group in 2005, 6.7. The average was 6.7 close friends in 2005. They uh, went back to that same group in 2015 and surveyed them. Just 10 years later, the average was 2.1 close friends. And I can guarantee you if they did it again today, it would be less than two. And so the sad reality of this is, if we are systematic in building relationships, we can be one of those two or take the number from a two to a three, right? That's your job is to build real relationship with people that are starving in this world for real connection with anyone. And if you are the one that is being consistent, writing them notes, caring for them, not talking about yourself, I don't ever ask for referrals except in my initial meeting because I don't want it to be about me. If we're just caring about them, if we're just developing relationship with them, the fact that they like us and they think about us because we're one of the two close friends that they would consider our close friend, they're going to want you to succeed. And so that's the beauty behind what we get to do. We get to serve people at a high level in a systematic, aka consistent way. And the result of that is not only the people in our database feel like they are more cared for than they did when they didn't know you, but as a byproduct of that, you get to build a great business. 
And to me, that is one of the sweetest things that, that exist in the real estate world. You can have a great business by caring for people in a really phenomenally impactful way. That, that's an, a, an amazing thing that I just never expected when I started. Dude, that's so good. Uh, you guys, Garrett just delivered a freaking masterclass. Um, the good, the good news for you is Garrett actually will dive into this further. We could probably talk about this for three days and not run out of content. Um, Garrett, do me a favor. Give us the, is there like a, someone's going, this is just really resonating with me, man. Like, I want to know more about this. I want to learn how to put this into my business and into my life. Like, how do I learn from you? What, what does somebody do? How do they reach you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I could talk forever. My wife tells me I talk a lot, so we should probably cut this off at some point, but yeah. So, I mean, I, I, this is, yes, I like helping uh, buyers and sellers, but my passion is to take what I've learned and develop myself and just share it with agents. You know, I care very deeply about helping agents understand if you want to do this by relationship, you can, and I want to help you do that. And it starts for us. We have a monthly action plan. That's literally just $20 a month a monthly action plan that gives you everything you need to be systematic in your relationship. It has a monthly uh, workshop that I teach to talk about the mindset, to encourage you, has a weekly video from me to just encourage you as you keep going. We've got over four hours of a video database where they can just go learn nuances of the business or mindset of the business. You can watch the actual Perfect 36 Touch class. That's what we call it, the Perfect 36 Touch. It's right there for 20 bucks a month because we really genuinely care deeply about helping agents build a business the way they want to, which is by referral. So if you want to learn more about that, I'd say just go to our website, which is www.businessbyreferral.co, not .com, businessbyreferral.co. And everything you need, any information you need is all there. And you can contact me there. Man, I care deeply about helping agents. So please ask questions or whatever I can do to, to serve you in what you're trying to do. Um, that's what we're here to do. That's why we exist as a company we care very, very deeply about helping agents figure that out. So that'd be the best way to reach me. Awesome. Awesome. Business by referral.co. Yes, sir. Awesome. Guys, first of all, big, big, uh, just, I want to say thanks a lot, man. Hats off to you. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing with us some of your insights and uh, trials and tribulations getting started. And um, guys, reach out to Garrett. Uh, he would love to, uh, he'd love to hear from you, love to help you. Obviously, I think you got that if you're still listening. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing that you also kind of like uh, real estate referrals too. Do you accept those from real estate agents? So you might, <laughs> I, I hate them. they're terrible. Yeah. So, so tell everyone, like, what's your primary service city if someone wants to reach out with the referral? Yeah. So I'd love to serve anybody. So the Southeast Virginia area near Virginia beach, uh, we have all military bases. So would love to serve any of them. Uh, certainly as well. But yeah, I mean, uh, of course, we'll take care of them. My, my real heart is if you're an agent that's struggling, and you think you should be doing this by relationship, and you don't know how, well, please let me help you. I, I know that you can, I know what it's done for me and my family. I know what it's done for the people around me. And I want that for you. And I know you can succeed that way. And we want to help you do that. So uh, Kevin, man, I'm so grateful to just get to know you in general. It's been super fun, uh, but just the chance to, to, to hang out with you today and, and speak to people and hopefully encourage some of them. Um, yeah, we want to be here to help um, in any way we can. That's awesome, man. Guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I know I did. Garrett, Maroon, thanks a lot for being here again. I really thanks, appreciate Kevin. it. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. And action. Oh, <laughs> hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? 
There are 30,000 agents here that you could send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission. We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of eXp Realty and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.